Welcome in, everybody. Big Ten Football and Beyond is the name of this show. It is Wednesday, February 26th, and we're here to talk about all things college football. And we're going to kind of recap the week that was news around the Big Ten as we take a conference each day and kind of wrap around it. But we want to get into some of the bigger issues around the country. It's actually a quiet day nationally. Still a lot of upheaval from the down south in uh, with Scott Cochran leaving Alabama to go to Georgia. Um, there's no new update on that. But we do have an update, obviously, is where Alabama is likely headed towards their candidate, uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, reminder that uh, we're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, to break down the world of college football, and we will certainly at the top talk about uh, the latest goings-on around the world of college football nationally, and then again, we'll get into the recap uh, of the week in college football in that particular conference, and we've kind of made it a weekly show and a daily show all in once. Kind of proud of it um, and how it's working out. Uh, SEC Monday, ACC Tuesday, Big Ten Wednesday, Big 12 Thursday, Pac-12 Friday. But again, we talk all of college football and don't follow it at the top uh, just strictly on a particular conference. So it's why you want to make sure that if you listen to this show because you're a Big Ten fan, make sure that you're listening on Monday or Tuesday or Thursday or Friday because we're going to have Big Ten discussions and news and notes each and every day at the top, uh, depending upon uh, the, knows, the, the, the news that is available. Reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the great folks at 401k Generation, bringing you all of their expertise in money management, investment inquiries, uh, one-stop shopping finance professionals. They're licensed in all 50 states. That's the great part about what they do. They can help you regardless of where you're listening to this show in the continental United States. Give them a call. Give them a text at one 998 Five eight seven nine. Tell them that we sent you, and they'll take good care of you. They'll help you. Get your financial checkup. You get your medical checkup. Make sure that you're meeting all your financial goals. So get in touch with those fine folks today. Perhaps you've got somebody that you use. That's fine. Get a second opinion. You do that medically, go ahead and take a look. Maybe you don't have anybody it's okay as well. Just give them a call. No obligation. Just get to know them. And again, tell them that we sent you. Uh, who are we? Well, Landry Football's conference call is where you want to sign up for this podcast as well as the NFL podcast that comes out Monday through Friday. Go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. Sign up for Landry Football's conference call. Very easy. Do that. You'll get it dropped to your phone each and every day. LandryFootball.com is where you want to go to get the detailed film room analysis and inside information from around the college game, the pro game, more in-depth than we're able to get you. And um, so make sure that you combine this podcast listening with a membership to LandryFootball.com. Get your scouting season offer today. It's the best deal we've ever had, and it'll get you for less than $5 a month. It'll get you detailed inside information 
film room analysis, uh, right now breaking down free agent boards, free agent scouting reports. Uh, we're obviously at the combine this week, and we're going to be after we get the free agent stuff out of the way, we're going to get the draft boards and the draft scouting reports up for you, recruiting information. We've got it all as well as our notebook each and every day with some film room nuggets as well as the latest information from what's going on around the combine. So if you're a big NFL fan and you want to know uh, the insides of inside information of what's going on, uh, flip on over to LandryFootball.com, check out the notebook, and uh, we will have that for you. Um, so what's happening in the world of college football today, there's not any big news that just is shattering today. We've got some Big Ten news. I, I would say that Ohio State agreeing on a three-year contract extension with Ryan Day is news. It's not earth-shattering news. It's not change the course of your day, surprising you, you know, type of news. But it's good. It's certainly uh, an indication of where they see the program. It's been a smooth transition, 13-0 record, Big Ten championship, falling to Clemson in the playoffs. But other than that, it's been outstanding. Um, The Buckeyes look like a really formidable team heading into this season. And if I were to look at clear favorites, teams that just look like rock-solid playoff teams in 2020, I'd have to say Clemson and Ohio State in that order because both are outstanding. Both have returning quarterbacks. Uh, Both are replacing key elements to their roster, no doubt. But outstanding teams, in the case of Clemson, Still no competition in their league. In Ohio State, competition, more difficult week in and week out. However, quite a bit better than anybody in their league as well. So they're both in pretty good shape. So congrats to Ryan, well-deserved, and we'll see if he can continue to put together a consistent type of program. Love their recruiting class this past year. For those of you that remember the LandryFootball.com, we've broken down all the classes, and you got a good feel for where we see that group. All right. Some news and notes. Uh, let me uh, address this question here. Got a couple of questions we'll address. Um, let's see here. Um, what do college prospects talk about with teams during the interview process at the Combine? Um, well, a lot of things. Um, you talk a little bit about their background. You get In 15, 20 minutes, you don't get a lot of opportunity but you can talk a little bit with those guys. You can um, get a little bit feel for their background. You know some information going into the interview. So you go in with an idea of things you want to ask. Do they have anything in their background that you need to question or ask them about? You do that. Otherwise, it's about some family issues and kind of their family background, their upbringing, who's been influential in their life, uh, those type of things that are general. Then you get into the football conversation. Sometimes, depending on the player, you get right into the football conversation. And it's about testing how well they understood the scheme that they were running. What were their responsibilities, reads, 
having tape right there to where you have them tell you what were they thinking on that play. Sometimes you pull up a play in which they didn't do a very good job. They didn't respond to it very well. Why'd you make that decision there? Put them on the spot. You want to see how they respond to a tough moment. So absolutely a lot of things that you want to ascertain through the interview process, Justin. Um, and you said, can you think of a time where an interview heard a prospect's draft stop? Well, sure. I mean, first of all, the, the draft stock can't be hurt or helped. The draft stock is a constant evaluation. So this whole, this guy's moving up or down draft stock, he's moving up and down the boards, that doesn't exist. That's what you're hearing with the talking heads, people who've never been inside a draft room. You don't set your board up until you evaluate all the pieces of information, film, workouts, psychological testing, Everything kind of goes into different compartmental files, and then you bring it all together with a complete grade, and that complete grade compared up against other players' complete grades then determines where they're slotted on the board. But absolutely, can I think of times where the the interview can confirm what you already know. It can shed the light on something. That you knew, but now you know a little bit more with more clarity. Sometimes it sheds the light on things that you did not really get a strong feel for, but absolutely there are plenty of times where a guy didn't have a good interview. But you got to make some sense of it. I mean, if the guy's tired and cranky, I'm not worried about that. But if there's something that's a real red flag, I've got a concern. I'll give you an example. When I interviewed Lawrence Phillips at the Combine, understanding his background, almost feeling sorry for the fact that the guy had no upbringing, didn't know his mother, did not know his father, you kind of understood why he was so screwed up. Not an excuse, but further uh, inclination as to why this guy's got a lot of problems. And... Quite frankly, it was enough to get my people off of him enough to not draft him because I didn't think he was worth taking. And um, that's just one example. But the, the interviews are always done with the idea of creating more clarity into what the guy is. Um, so – it absolutely can help or hurt a guy. Um, That is, we'll get to some of the other questions here. These more NFL questions in the NFL show. So we'll get to that. Some uh, conference news around the Big Ten. And remember, we take you through not only the conference, but in the region, Cincinnati, which may have the best G5 team in the country this in 2020. Redshirt sophomore running back Jerome Ford was granted an eligibility waiver and was will be able to play immediately uh, in 2020. It's 5'11", 212, former four-star recruit on Alabama's signing class, if you remember. But after redshirting in 18 and seeing little action in 19, he opted to transfer to Cincinnati this offseason. He applied for and was granted eligibility waiver this offseason, which makes him eligible 
for the 2020 season. So rather than sit out like most transfers, he's got three of eligibility remaining, including 2020. So very excited to see what Jerome Ford can do to Cincinnati Bearcats. Former Penn State redshirt senior defensive end Daniel Joseph has transferred to North Carolina State. Former four-star recruit. Um, I was able to see some time with Penn State, the 6'3", 260-pounder. Never quite lived up to the hype. Um, got a little upside. He's going to enroll as a graduate, so we'll see what he can do uh, over at um, at NC State. Rutgers redshirt sophomore wide receiver Jalen Jordan has transferred to Maine, 6'5", 213. Can't run real well, but he's got three years of eligibility and maybe can make some strides at the FCS level. Also, on the Rutgers roster, uh, tight end, junior tight end Davian Robinson has transferred to Robert Morris. It's a hybrid, you know, 6'3", 223-pound tight end wide receiver. Uh, didn't only caught six balls for them um, uh, in his career at Rutgers. Uh, and the uh, Retchert junior running back, Elijah Barnwell, transferred uh, to Maine as well, along with, uh, with Jalen Jordan, the aforementioned Jalen Jordan. He didn't see whole lot of playing time at Rutgers as well. Um, so the change of senior uh, up north uh, in the northeast at Maine uh, certainly uh, is something we're going to be following. And these young men have some level of ability, not next level ability, but I think can certainly help a little bit at the FCS level. Former Ohio redshirt sophomore quarterback Joe Mishler is transferred to Dayton. Uh, Michigan State redshirt junior running back Connor Haywood has pulled his name out of the portal. Has uh, decided to maybe um, he and a former staff led by Mark D'Antonio seem to have a falling out. Uh, he entered the transfer portal in September, appeared in only four games. Um, uh, Mel Tucker was able to talk him into returning, but, you know, it was a big part of it. So, every, fresh start, and uh, we're going to see how this plays out and whether Connor's um, – Got himself, well, not in back in the good graces, but he's got himself off to a good start, at least with Mel Tucker, at least uh, for the time being. Uh, Michigan State has continued to put together the coaching staff. Um, hired Colorado Special Teams Coordinator and inside linebacker coach, uh, coach Ross Ells to serve as Special Teams Coordinator. He worked on the staff at Colorado the past three years following now Mel Tucker over to East Lansing. Um, they've hired uh, Will Piegler, of course, the running backs coach from Colorado, to serve in the same capacity as well. Um, Bowling Green has hired Boston College defensive back coach Eric Lewis to serve as corners coach. Um, Indiana's head coach Tom Allen uh, has suspended redshirt sophomore tight end Peyton Hendershot uh, following an arrest stems from an incident with his girlfriend this past Saturday. So they're going to evaluate and investigate the situation, and we'll see. Um, this is a, a tough situation. It certainly is going to affect his future, not just at the college level, but beyond. Guy's got next-level ability, but this is certainly something that he's going to have to overcome. We'll see how this plays out. Minnesota's going to hire former Michigan State defensive back coach Paul Haynes to serve in the same capacity. Um, I'm glad to see some of these guys at uh, Michigan State get other jobs this late. Um, 
Haynes has been a really quality guy. He's been at Arkansas and Ohio State and Kent State. So good for them. Uh, and, of course, Michigan State has uh, hired Wisconsin wide receiver coach Ted Gilmore as tight ends coach. He had been the Badgers receiver coach since 15 and Wisconsin's passing game coordinator since 2017. Um, so we'll see um, Michigan State's being able to go in and get a, a member of, of uh, Wisconsin's that's pretty, pretty impressive. Michigan State has, uh, of course, hired – one of their own, Harlan Barnett, back as defensive back coach. He was the defense coordinator for Florida State this past year. Uh, he's coached there before. Good coach. I thought he got a little bit of a bad rap over in Tallahassee with, uh, I think, some problems with the head coach and the dynamics of what they were trying to do offensively. And then uh, some other news on Michigan State staff. They also hired Jay Johnson over from Colorado. He was um, – he was the offense coordinator and quarterback coach. He's going to serve in the same capacity at Michigan State. He's been the OC at Louisiana Lafayette, Minnesota, Colorado, now Michigan State. He's a quality control assistant at Georgia back in the day, and um, he's a really experienced quarterback coach, and they absolutely need um, some help in that direction. And Courtney Hawkins is going to be the new Spartan receiver coach. Um He's a star wide receiver, of course, Courtney was uh, at Michigan State. Second-round selection of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the early 90s. Um, so he's head coach and athletic director at his uh, high school in Flint, Michigan. So it's a good get for them to get a high school guy that's got connections to the program. Uh, Purdue has hired what I think is a really good analyst, a veteran offensive line coach and run game specialist in Neil Calloway. Um uh, obviously, he's been all around USC line coach and been at Houston and Georgia and Alabama. He's been coaching for a long time at a lot of different places and bring uh, an eclectic view of offensive line play and run game dynamics. Arizona State has hired former Penn State and UMass tight end Adam Brennerman to serve as offensive graduate assistant. Congratulate to the former Nittley Lion there. Uh, Western Michigan is expected to hire Princeton co-defense coordinator and secondary coach Marvin uh, Sledador, and he's going to coach the cornerbacks. And uh, and um, West Western Michigan safety coach Dante Wright is headed over to West Virginia. Uh, some recruiting news over the past week in the Big Ten. We've talked a little bit about in a couple of other shows about the five-star outstanding talent receiver Emika Ubuka. From the state of Washington, Northwest State, uh, Stellacom, Washington. Uh, we know that the West Coast schools, Oregon, Stanford, USC, in state Washington, is after them. Clemson's in on them, but Ohio State is in good position as well. We'll see where he goes. Uh, I, I think we're a ways away from getting an announcement, but this guy's a big time talent. Buckeyes are right in it for one of the top ten players in the country. Some good news um, for Iowa, at least to this point, in four-star uh, quarterback Ty Thompson in the 2021 class has got Iowa in his list of three programs that have made good impressions on the 6'4", 200-pounder. Um, he took his official visit to Oregon this spring. Uh, both Iowa and Iowa State have received uh, visits. He's from Gilbert, Arizona. So he's got big-time potential. He's done a really good job in the seven-on-seven. Seven works. He's one of the top 
175 to 200 overall prospects in the 2021 class, a four-star kid. So this would be a higher-level quarterback talent that Iowa normally gets. So we'll see if they can stay in the mix going forward here. Um, uncommitted three-star defensive end Mike Jarvis is planning an unofficial visit to Wisconsin. 6'5", 250, really looks like one of those Wisconsin edge rushers coming out of high school. He's um, going to visit Rutgers. That's set for, I believe, March 3rd. Um, he's from Medford, New Jersey. Uh, Penn State, Wake Forest, Duke are the other programs that are in there with Wisconsin, but getting him on a visit's really good. He's one of the top 25 players in the state of New Jersey for the 2021 cycle. Another good-looking athlete in the 2021 class is Keegan Johnson. Um, four-star kid, 6'1", 180. Um, he's from Bellevue, Nebraska. Nebraska's in it. Iowa's in it. I think Kansas State's in it. Uh, he's one of the top 350, 400 prospects in the 2021 class. A four-star kid that's really talented, can play in the secondary, does a good job with the ball, um, uh, you know, uh, in his hand. So I think um, really a big-time playmaker, really big-time athlete. And uncommitted four-star running back Evan Pryor is planning to make his decision on April 5th. Uh, the 5'10", 190-pounder uh, is really good-looking kid, one of the top 100 overall prospects in the 2021 class. Ohio State and Penn State kind of lead the way among the Big Ten schools that have made his final six with Oklahoma, USC, North Carolina, and Georgia being the other four. Some NFL draft nuggets I wanted to throw around a little bit. Um, Michigan Shea Patterson uh, did say that he was strongly considering coming back to Michigan instead of coming out. Um he never operated in the same offense for more than one year. And so I think that um, he may have been eligible for the fifth season because he only appeared in three games as a freshman in 2016. And um, he did not end up counting that as a redshirt year. But uh, he's trying to work and improve his draft stock and certainly the offseason work. Uh, he's certainly somebody that's more of a late-round project. But probably another productive year would have helped him a great deal. Really like J.K. Dobbins of Ohio State. Uh, I think he's got special qualities as a runner. Uh, other people don't see the special qualities. I do. I think he's got very good combination of burst, balance, and toughness. Doesn't have ideal size and elusiveness, but he's very versatile, like his vision, like his instincts. I think he's a make-it guy at the next level. Uh, remember, we're going to have all of our uh, draft boards and scouting reports up on LandryFootball.com as we get through with all the free agent stuff. So you want to check it out on LandryFootball.com. Cincinnati tight end, Josiah DeGara, 6'3", 240s, really talented receiver. Hadn't had a chance to take a look at him. Really can catch the ball, catch it out of frame, really good hand catch ability, can turn defenders as a blocker, get open. Really good-looking player. Um, for those of you that wanted to see Chase Young work out, not going to see it at the Combine. He's sitting out the drills portion. 6'5", 265-pounder is probably going to go second in the draft. Um, 
the interviews and the medicals, of course, are always important. Uh, so he's going to be there. Good-looking kid. Um, can't wait to spend some time with him, but you're not going to see him in workouts. Out of the conference, kind of off the little bit, you know, let's kind of call it in the Rutgers region. Princeton quarterback Kevin Davidson is another quarterback that you need to keep an eye out on uh, draft weekend. Um, I think he's going to be a day three pick. Uh, he's 6'4", 225, he's got good pocket presence, good recognition skills. Um, I, I think the kid can be uh, a really good player. They haven't had a draft pick there since 2016 when Seth DeValve was drafted. I think this kid's definitely going to get drafted. Um in the conference, again, Nebraska defensive line, Darian Daniels, um, 6'3", 325. Began his college career at Oklahoma State. Remember, he transferred to Nebraska. Counted for 14 solo tackles, one and a half for loss, and half a sack in 19. Um, he's a big, physical push guy, obviously at 325. He's a line of scrimmage guy that's not going to get uh, a lot of um, – explosion into the backfield but the guy moves pretty well for someone his size and to me is really good at taking on blocks and holding at the point of attack uh, michigan state's wide receiver cody white 6'3, 215 um caught 66 passes and 922 yards six touchdowns last year doesn't have great speed he struggles to separate from defenders is uh, naturally developed into very good on the ball receiver. Uh, strictly a late round guy with, you know, ability um, to catch the football, but not a whole lot of upside. Similar for Rokon uh, Williams, who's Michigan State defensive tackle. He's had a solid year for him. He's played well and solidly for all four years. He's got good position versatility. I think he's an effective power rusher. He's got the strength to hold the point. Uh, I think he's going to be an effective early down player with limited pass rush ability. Um, Ohio State's linebacker on Lee Harrison is um, is another interesting linebacker. Six three two forty five. Really played well. Good film um, on him on Ohio State over the past two years, and he played with a broken wrist. He was able to pick up four and a half sacks, sixty nine tackles. Like his instincts and like his side speed combination. Another guy that's interesting, uh, Minnesota edge player Carton Coughlin, 6'4", 245, 15 tackles for losses, nine and a half sacks in 2018, um, nine and a half tackles for loss and four and a half sacks in 19. Like his quickness, like his speed off the edge. He's got to learn how to replace his hands a little bit better. And, um, uh, he needs to learn rush moves and improve his rush moves, but I think he's got the athletic ability and temperament to be a good special teams player while he's learning how to be what I think is going to be a very effective nickel rusher. And Wisconsin wide receiver Quintez Cephas is another physical possession receiver from a run-blocking you know, um, scheme, um, can be real effective and I think helps some folks. Um, I thought um, – before I get into some other notes, before I get into some other players that are going to be focusing on, our teams I think are going to be focusing on this week from the Big Ten, some other news and notes. Wisconsin redshirt senior tight end Luke Benchwazel is announced he's going to be stepping away 
from football for health reasons. Blocking tight end, 6'6", 276. Really a third tackle type. Wish him well. He's dealt with a lot of injuries. Um, Buffalo Redshirt junior quarterback Kyle Ventress did not take part in spring practice this weekend. Yeah, they got started. 6'3", 220s, dealing with a foot injury. We'll see how that develops. Uh, Michigan Redshirt senior running back Chris Evans. We mentioned a few days ago on this show that um, he's being reinstated, will participate in spring practice. The 5'11", 200-pounder's got a long road back to getting the good graces. He was suspended for academic reasons. We'll see if he can get his coursework done. And uh, if he can, this guy can play a prominent role behind highly touted sophomore running back Zach Charbonnet. Kid's got a lot of ability. Um, Maryland's redshirt sophomore quarterback Tyler DeSue's retired. Um, not retiring due to injury, at least none that we're aware of. Um, but um, perhaps has lost interest in the game. No real news on why, just he's retiring. So I thought we would do each and every day this week, talk about some key guys at the top of the draft that I think here at the Combine that teams picking high are going to be focusing on. And, and I'm, this it's obviously Big Ten. And I, I think a guy like K.J. Hamler of Penn State, uh, for a team like the Steelers, they need a speed receiver. Uh, they need to get some of the attention off of J.J. Juju Smith-Schuster. It's a dynamic speed guy, can excel in the slot, sub-4-4 guy, um, I think is somebody to watch. I think the Bears need to tie it in. I mentioned this, uh, Cole Komet. We talked about him in the ACC show, but uh, at least throwing him in kind of in the the the, um, the mix here. Uh, I also think Bryceine Hopkins, too, might be somebody they'll look at a little further down. But tight end is something, and both of those guys are really intriguing. Um, will the Titans get a deal done with Derrick Henry? Um, you know, if they don't, a guy like Jonathan Taylor would kind of fit that mold. For anybody looking for a big-time physical running back, a, an A.J. Dillon type of guy, a Jonathan Taylor type of guy would be somebody they'd be interested in. Um, A.J. Appenza, defensive end from Iowa. Uh, there's going to be some teams, maybe a team like the Falcons, some others that need defensive help. Um, this guy's a stud defensive end that's not a great pass rusher, but is a solid guy that can close the corner, work his hands, set the edge in the run game. A um, little bit more complete than, say, Vic Beasley. Vic Beasley coming out of Clemson, who's a disappointment for the Falcons, never has developed as a pass rusher, and it's likely moving on uh, and hitting the market. Um, another Iowa guy that I'm intrigued with is Tristan Wirfs, the offensive tackle. The team's looking for an offensive line help, whether it's the Bucks, whether it's the, the Pats, a number of teams he could play right tackle or guard. He's a plug-and-play guy, uh, very solid technician, very strong. Um, how about USC corner Jeff Adua, uh, Aduka? Um, he's somebody I think a lot of folks will like and consider in the top ten. Um, this guy's really interesting. You know, if you're trying to <clears> – <throat> who's not looking for corners, um, this guy – it can be a real impact guy. What would a team like the Cardinals and the future of Patrick Peterson might they consider going in that direction? Interesting here. And um, Cesar Ruiz of Michigan, who I've talked about a lot. I think he's a good interior offensive lineman, can play guard, can play center. Um, I think he's got some really good value there for a team. I know the Rams need some help in the interior of the offensive line. 
Uh, Demon Arnett, the other corner from Ohio State. Um, Arnett can got versatility. I don't think he's got uh, a duo's uh, ability, but he can play inside and outside, and I think can certainly help you from a versatility standpoint. And then I think a Yatir uh, Gross Mattis is another guy that I like who doesn't need pass rushers. I think a lot of teams would look at a guy like this and maybe a Seattle or somebody like that that might want to study a guy that somewhere in the mid to late first round has really good value. So those are some guys that I think are intriguing within the conference. We'll continue this. We'll do the Big 12 tomorrow and the Pac-12 on Friday. Some guys that maybe might be targets and considerations um, given um, in this combine process a uh, reminder again that uh, we're here uh, each and every day tomorrow we're going to be back join us for big 12 football and beyond make sure that you check out uh, the pro football show as well where we're talking all things nfl um all things pro football really some xfl stuff but we're focusing focusing a lot on the combine this week uh, being here uh, doing the scouting work and doing my consulting work. So we're providing a lot of the information on free agency, the draft, of course, on the pro football show, as well as obviously from a college angle, how your favorite college prospects are doing. We got it all covered for you. We want to make sure that you check us out and make sure that uh, you check out LandryFootball.com as we got more detailed information. Another reminder of that Look, we tape this show early in the evening, and it's always a danger, or I shouldn't say danger, an understanding that, look, when when you're listening to this show, probably on early in the first thing in the morning, there's a little bit of gap from the time that we tape the show, and it gets out to you. So in the gaps, some things may break, and that's why you want to check out LandryFootball.com for all the latest, be it. Uh, anything involved in the college and the pro game, we're going to have it for you. So check it out at LandryFootball.com. We'll eventually get to it, of course, here. But we want to make sure that you're on top of everything in a timely fashion. Check out LandryFootball.com. Follow me on Twitter at LandryFootball, and we'll have it covered for you. You can get this podcast by signing up for Landry Football's conference call wherever you get your podcast. And check out our great friends at 401k Generation that provides you the best financial planning information around. Call or text at 1-866-998-5879. They're licensed in all 50 states. They're there to help you. Check them out today. Talk to you tomorrow in Big 12 Football and Beyond. Check out the Pro Football Show. I'm Chris Landry, everybody. 